Welcome to the Wellman Co. Podcast, where we help you turn your purpose into prosperity. What would it look like to thrive in your health and relationships? Live confidently in your calling while you engage your faith in every area of life. I'm your host, Brooke Peterson, founder of Well Women Co., author and creator of Align and Prosper Mastermind. I went from a burnt out overachiever struggling with an eating disorder to honoring and liking my original design surrounding myself with a supportive community and actually believing I had something valuable to share with the world. I went from daydreaming about ways to making a difference to running a beautiful business, impacting women around the globe through our mastermind, books, events, and Well Women Co. podcast. I'm a wife, mom, and passionate kingdom entrepreneur with a love for black coffee and nut butter, but I'm most passionate about helping women connect with God's voice in their everyday life to co-create with Him to turn purpose into prosperity. Whether you want practical tips to uplevel your health, you want to start a movement of your own, or desire to engage your faith in every area of your life, you're going to fit right in with our Well Woman Co-Tribe. I interviewed down-to-earth leaders in health, entrepreneurship, and faith. I believe we were created to turn our purpose into prosperity so we can uniquely release blessing to the world around us. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Today's guest is pro bodybuilder, Allison Jackson. She is the founder of Allison Jackson Fitness and passionate about all things health and fitness, but she really loves sharing her knowledge and expertise to help corporate moms get lean, eating foods they love so they can be at their best. She knows exactly how hard it is to work full time, take care of kids and the household, plus try to fit in working out, eating right, and taking care of herself too. Allison has spent the last eight years training and competing in figure competitions, even winning three pro cards in one year. So she has a crystal clear picture of what it takes to get to your ideal weight and stay there. Now she's ready to share what she's learned and experienced. I'm so excited to have Allison on the show today. She is going to give us a perspective of how to eat when it comes to macro, macronutrients. So this is not a diet. This is really food freedom. I'm excited for her to share all of her tactics with you today. So before we get into the juicy episode, today's episode is sponsored by our eight-week online Food Freedom 60 course. And I'm so excited to be opening up the doors again. If you feel stuck in your health, at war with your body, or looking for a total body, mind, and spirit reset, my eight-week online course will help you renew your mind and reshape your body for results that last. Women who've been through the Food Freedom 60 program have experienced total freedom in their relationship with food and their body. They've learned how to fuel their unique body for results that last. Allison is gonna be talking a little bit about that today. They've released weight and increased energy. They've learned to overcome their cravings. They've engaged their faith and their health that leads to confidence, joy, and breakthrough. And they've become confident leaders in their households when it comes to health. So doors open soon for our eight-week online course, Food Freedom 60. You can get on the wait list today. Be the first to know and actually receive a free gift when you do receive special offers at bit.ly backslash f. F60 waitlist. That's bit.ly backslash FF60 waitlist. Look, it is never too late to nourish your body. And in this unique season we're all in, I believe how we steward, steward our mind and body will determine our level of effective, effectiveness and clarity of purpose in this next season. 
let's face it, there's a lot we can't control right now, but how we care for ourselves is something we can do. Remember bit.ly backslash FF60 waitlist. You'll be the first to know when doors open. You'll receive special offers. All right, let's hop into today's episode with Allison. Welcome to the Wellman Co. Podcast, Allison. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yes, it's great to be here. At the time of recording, it is midsummer, and we're going to talk a little bit about our summer bodies, quote unquote, but not the typical way, right, of the restriction and the stress. You have a different route to take that we're going to talk about. So before we get into macros and motherhood and all the juicy details, why don't you just share with us, Allison, who you are and how you got to be doing what you're doing today? Sure. It sounds great. So I'm Allison Jackson and I am, I've been married almost 20 years. I have two teenagers, a 16 year old son and a 13 year old daughter. Um, I work in corporate communications, which I've done for about the past 20 years. Um, But I've always struggled with my weight. And one of the goals I'd always had for myself, probably when I was in my teens, like 15, 16, reading my dad's muscle fitness magazines was to compete in a bodybuilding competition. That was like my my dream, like how could you transform your body through diet and exercise to get to that level? Um, so in 2012, lo and behold, I found a competition coach and she helped me prepare for uh, my first competition. And it was really, really hard, harder than I ever imagined, uh, harder than training for a marathon or any of the other sports I had done. Um, and I thought it was going to be a one and done bucket list item and move on with my life to the next goal. But lo and behold, I got sucked in. Uh, I got obsessed and addicted and I've been competing since that time, I got my pro card about two years ago. So now I'm a wow, professional congrats. bodybuilder. Thank Amazing. you. Thank you. And, um, and last year I won my pro debut. So in that time, as I keep, you know, transforming my body year after year, people were asking me like, what are you doing? How do you get stage ready? And, um, with that, people started asking me for coaching. And I was like, oh, okay, I, you know, I could share what I do. I'm an open book. And so I launched Allison Jackson Fitness in 2017. And now I help other women reach their fitness goals, which uh, just fuels me. It's just like my passion. Fantastic. So for those of you listening that have never competed in a body competition, I'm in that same boat. I have never. This is, this is a huge milestone. It is a huge accomplishment and it takes tremendous amount of discipline. And what I want to talk about today is I know that you work with primarily moms, primarily working moms, helping them step into a body they love that's strong, um, that's that's lean, but that's also in a way that's sustainable and realistic because not all of us have the time or the desire to compete for figure competitions. So today I want to dive into like, how can we take those principles, the scientific strategies and then apply them to our everyday life. So one of the things that I resonated with you immediately when we first met is your focus on mindset, Mm -hmm. because that's a lot about what we talk about too. We talk about food freedom and how it literally, it starts in our mind, it starts in our identity. So could you tell us, talk to us a little bit about that correlation physically, like physiologically, excuse me, between mindset and our actual body composition? Yes. Yes. So important. And I see wellness as a three-legged stool. So it's mind, body, and spirit. So if you're eating healthy and you're working out, but you're feeding yourself garbage mentally, 
that, that is not healthy. So when I talk about mindset, it's the stories we tell ourselves. It's the things that have been ingrained in us at a really young age. Like I said, I've struggled with my weight my entire life. So I weigh myself every day. And I know a lot of women out there, they look at that number and that's how they determine their self-worth. And that's how they feel about themselves. And that is not okay. You need to think about how you feel, like how is your energy? How are you moving? Are you achy? Do you have, are you agile? Are you, you know, limber? That's what you want to focus on is how you feel and how good you feel. And one of the ways you could do that to get your mindset in the right place is to meditate, is to practice gratitude. When I'm down in the dumps and I, I feel like I'm having a bad day and nothing is kind of going my way, I'll just pause and it's like, what am I thankful for? It could be as simple as the sun is shining, the birds are singing, or it could be even deeper, like I'm healthy, I'm strong, I, I, my home, my family. Um, I feel like those two things, the meditation and the gratitude are huge, huge in making strides of where you need your mind to be. I totally agree with that. And can you speak to maybe clients or women you worked with in the past who were having that block and maybe for them, it wasn't necessarily they were eating the wrong things. It wasn't necessarily they were, they weren't working out perfectly, but they were having mind mindset blocks. And did that hinder their physical progress? Like, have you actually seen that in your practice or in your, in yourself? Yeah. So, um, you know, I work with a lot, like you had said, uh, working moms, a lot of type A, a lot of perfectionists that if their macros or their, their workouts aren't, you know, exactly to the T that they beat themselves up. And I'm like, no, it, it's progress, not perfection. It's consistency. It's controlling what you can and letting go of the rest. So I've seen it in the, in the people that I coach that, you know, they feel like they have to be perfect and, and meet these special numbers and do these things. And I'm like, no, some days you're going to have a crappy day and that's okay. Maybe you don't feel like working out. Like you're just, your heart's not into it. it. It's having grace with yourself. And I feel like that's when people are really successful. When you take the pressure off yourself and you just let the resistance go, do what you can, let go of the rest. And that's when things kind of fall into place with anything, even aside from, from your diet and exercise program. So I want to ask you a question because I know when you're in competition mode, you have a goal, you have a deadline, like there's a clear path marked out for you to reach your physique goals. But mm -hmm. how about off season? Like what, how do you set yourself, your set yourself up for success as far as your expectations? Do you have goals per se in off seasons or focuses? Because I feel like those listening that would help them because not, again, not everyone is training for that marathon or that big event, but how do we set ourselves up from success from the start? Yeah. And um, that's a great question because I do feel like the off season, while, you know, you let the, you let off the gas and you have more flexibility. I feel like it's a lot harder because there isn't that date with that goal and that the numbers that you're trying to reach. So right now for me, and it's funny because um, like I said, coaches need coaches. Everybody could use a coach and accountability. Um, right now I am about, uh, like 20 pounds for my stage weight, which is totally normal. You gain, you know, muscle and fat. Um, that's how you build, you know, you rebuild your body, but I feel fluffy. Like I'm used to being super lean. So I'm like, but I don't want to diet down. Like I do that all year. So it was really coming to terms with like the five pounds that I need to lose at the end of the day. Is that going to make or break me? It's really about how I feel. Like I feel really strong. I feel like I have good energy. I'm sleeping like I've never slept before. Um, so it's really, setting little goals, but being okay if you don't reach them. So right now, you know, my goal is I'd like to drop five pounds by say, you know, mid July. 
if I hit that, that I would be super excited. And one of the goals I am trying to set for myself is I might try to do a photo shoot. So it's like, I need that external motivation to kind of keep me going, which is why I think I've become obsessed with the, the competitions. But um, it's having grace with yourself at the end of the day, right? And it's setting realistic goals. Like I'm not gonna lose five pounds in two days. I could do that, but that's not healthy or sustainable. And that'll probably gain twice as much back. So yeah. it's setting small goals and being okay with moving them. Yeah. I like that. I like that focus of, okay, maybe it's sleep. How am I sleeping? How are my workouts? Right. So putting your focus on the things that you can control. Cause at the end of the day, we, we really can't control the scale. Like we just, I mean, hormonally, it's just, and again, I could be wrong. I'm not the one who <laughs> is totally in this world, but in my experience, if we could control the scale, uh, I think there'd be a lot more lot quote unquote happier people, right? Yeah. yeah. Know that we know that doesn't lead to true happiness. Um, so let's get into macros. And mm -hmm. for those that may be listening, they're like, what, what's macros? What's macro counting? Blah, blah, blah. Well, why do built bodybuilders use macro counting and give us just a little overview of what that looks like? Yeah. Sure. Um, it's funny because I just did a whole training on macros 101. So I will hone it down into a couple sentences. Um, you know, typically people track calories and that's part of macros. So macros is short for macronutrients and it's protein, carbohydrates, and fats. And that's what makes up your calories. Um, when you track calories, you're just losing weight. You don't care what that weight comes from. It could be water, fat, muscles. When you track macros, you're trying to change the composition of your body. So for like me as a bodybuilder, and I highly recommend for all women to really try to increase your muscle mass, which burns calories at rest, unlike fat, um, you're gonna shoot for 40% protein, 40% carbs, and 20% fat. And when you track those macros and you try to get that balanced diet with those percentages, you're gonna find that you're leaner, you're, it's gonna help you build muscle, you're gonna stay fuller longer because protein keeps you satiated longer. Um, so in a nutshell, that's why I highly recommend tracking macros. It's also very sustainable and healthy. It's a balanced diet. It's not all protein or all fat or eliminating complete food groups. There's no bad foods. There's no foods that are off limits. Every, every night I have a little scoop of ice cream that fits into my macros and I make sure that I plan for it and a lot throughout the day so I can have that. That's what helps keep me on track. So I don't feel like I'm depriving myself. I love that perspective too. And, and when we work with women, um, I encourage them too to track, not necessarily calories, but macros. It's really interesting. I was telling Allison before our call that I'm tracking my macros right now. I go through seasons and ebbs and flows of tracking versus not tracking. And for me, it's actually freeing to know what I'm eating. And Allison, can you relate to this? I find that when I'm tracking, I actually... I don't eat less. I have to eat more Yes. <laughs> because yes. when I'm tracking, I'm like, Oh wait, I only got 80 grams of protein. Like I need a lot more protein today. So it actually keeps me accountable to eat enough. Yes. So for those women listening, we're going to keep talking, diving into this, but macros actually is, can be an extremely freeing place in your health journey to make sure again, you're getting the enough nutrients. It's not about making sure you're not overeating in many yes. cases if you're eating whole foods, because if you're eating whole foods, you'd be surprised how much you can eat, right? Yeah, totally. Totally. So, so you mentioned the 40% carbs, 40% protein, 20% fat. Is that more of a general guideline for women, you would say for fat loss, or is this for maintenance or how, how are those macros? 
broken down. You, so I, I use those macros more for muscle building, and but you can use it for maintenance. So we, at the end of the day, it's going to be calories in versus calories out. So you can maintain on those percentages, you can gain, trying to gain muscle, or you could lose, and you're trying to lose body fat. Um, but at the end of the day, it's going to be calories in versus calories out. But I really like those percentages because I feel like they are kind of universal depending on what your goals are. Yeah, I love it. So when a woman is just getting started, do you have them take their weight? What's kind of the first steps to figuring out a macros or, you know, calories? Yeah. So what I typically tell my clients to do is download my fitness pal free app. That's what I, I use. I've been using it for probably three or four years now. And just take three days and just track what you're eating and don't make any changes and see where you land. Um, and then what you want to do is take your goal weight and times it by, say, just for a ballpark figure for calories, times it by 12 and see where, you, see where you're eating and see what that calorie count is. And, and is, it, is it over? Is it under? And then try, you know, you don't need to reduce your calories. And this is a, a myth that people think, too, that you need to drop to 1,000 or 1,200 calories. You need to eat to, you're going to wreck your metabolism if you don't eat enough and your body thinks it's in starvation mode. So that's kind of where I tell people to set the bar and then just gradually reduce. It's like 100, 150 calories a week and see if you start losing. And then at a minimum, women should try to get 100 grams of protein. And I know so many are under eating that, that macro, absolutely. Um, and then to build muscle and to you know, get to that 40%, you ideally want to eat one gram per your goal body weight. So for me, for example, it's 140 grams. And you want to try to get 20 to 30 grams per meal to hit that target. Yes. So much. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many times I've had this conversation, but I'm telling you for the woman listening, you've never tracked your food before, or maybe you've had a bad relationship with food in the past where that felt really restrictive to you. I, I would be willing to bet 80% of the women listening don't get hundred grams mm -hmm. a day of protein. Absolutely. So, absolutely agree. So you're listening to a professional bodybuilder who has the body you literally see in magazines and she's telling you, you need to eat more. Okay. So you should find comfort in that <laughs> eating the more foods. Okay. We, we know that that's whole foods. So let's talk more about, um, the women that you work with, because I know you have several programs and, and maybe even a new membership site where you help women through this process of figuring out what macros are best for their goals. So mm -hmm. what are some common mistakes you see when women start tracking their macros? Um, one of the common mistakes I see is people will don't think to do it as they're eating or right before they eat. They're trying to do it at the end of the day. They're like, I'll just log up before I go to bed. You will not remember what you ate throughout the day. You will miss like that sauce you put on, you know, whatever your meat at, at dinner. You'll miss that taste you had of your child's sandwich. So um, track throughout the day. Um, the other thing is underestimating how much you're eating. So use your hand. And I'm holding up my hand, even though you can't see it, it's a podcast. But the inside of your palm is about three to four ounces of protein. Your fist is about a cup of vegetables. And the tip of your thumb is about a tablespoon of, say, peanut butter. Um, you have built-in measuring cups on you. So if you can't have a food scale or you can't measure in any other way, look at your hands and at least gauge or try to gauge how much you're eating. Because I know you go to buffets or you go to a restaurant, it's really hard to figure out how much you're eating. So that's another common mistake that people make. Yeah. If you've ever been to a salad bar mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're yes. tracking your macros, 
that's a little bit tricky. So that's a great tip. Um, one thing that I wondered about sometimes when I'm tracking is how do you track meat? Do you track it cooked? Do you track it uncooked? Do you have any rules of thumb there? Yes. I always tell people to track it cooked because it's actually heavier raw. Um, right. So if you track it cooked, it's going to be the true weight. Um, so I highly recommend that. And also um, for rice and for oatmeal, I track it dry because that mm. completely changes once you cook it. Like it seems like so much more rice. So you definitely right. want to, you know, it almost explodes, right? Um, so oatmeal and rice, you definitely want to measure dry. That's good. And then how about when you're logging vegetables? Because I know on, maybe it's Weight Watchers, like, you know, vegetables are like a zero point. I don't, I don't know how it works. I've heard, right. So do you recommend logging your greens and logging your carrots and things like that? So here's the thing, and I'm with you on Weight Watchers because I use that after both I lost weight with both my children. And it was like, oh, you know, I can eat cake all day and be within my points. Well, I'm like, how is that? How is that, you know, healthy or bananas are zero points? I'm like, how are bananas zero points? So um, typically what I tell people with vegetables, if you're eating a ton of vegetables, like three cups of broccoli, you're going to want to log that. If you have a salad with like three cups of, you, you want to just guesstimate three cups of romaine, half a tomato. But if there's shredded carrots and a couple things of celery, it's, it's minimal. So vegetables really, I mean, I don't want to say they're zero points. They're a little bit of carbs, but like that minuscule amount, you want like half a cup, a cup. The important part is, are you putting dressing on that? Are you putting croutons? Are you putting things that have calories and macros that are going to really add up that, that you don't think about? Right. Again, this is probably determines what your goal is. You know, if this is new to someone, just getting a general idea of what you're getting in your body each day and noticing how do I, how do I feel with this amount of protein? Like that's just amazing being the student of your own body versus depending on someone else to tell you. Yes. So I would imagine if you are training for something like a figure competition, you're, you're going to be a little bit more picky and making sure every bite is logged in those weeks leading up to competition. So yeah. again, yeah. I, I want everyone to listen to this based on where are you? And this is just another helpful tool in your tool belt. So you mentioned Allison that with macros, and I've seen people do this too on Instagram where they'll have practically junk food, but they're like, well, it fits in my macro. So can you speak to that a little bit? What's your philosophy within, within the macro guidelines, whether it's food, whether you have room to indulge, how do you coach yeah. women through that? So I typically tell people to follow an 80-20 rule, right? Um, and what you don't want to do is be so spot on all week and I'm perfect all week and then go off the rails on the weekend eating pizza and beer and wine, 80-20. So I think you could have a little bit of something every day. If, you know, if you're good throughout the day and, you know, Friday night comes, you're like, oh, I really want some pizza. All right. So you're going to eat a little bit later throughout that day and, and build in the pizza. And what I typically try to do is in the morning as I'm warming up, like for my workout, I'm on the treadmill walking. I'll literally just log my whole day. I'll think to myself, all right, what am I going to have for lunch? What's on deck for dinner? And just log everything. And it's like a roadmap. So then I'm not like hungry and looking for stuff to eat. It's like, all right, what am I supposed to eat now? So that's another thing I highly recommend is just kind of planning it out. And that's where meal prep comes in really handy. It helps with food shopping. We have my family at, you know, for dinners, we plot out the whole week. Everybody knows what's for dinner every week. Um, so then it just helps with your tracking as well. I like the point of eating or tracking on the weekends. This is something Huge. I've seen <laughs> like, oh, I do so good during the week, but then weekends like vacation. Well, you can screw up your progress on two days of going off the rails. 
Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Because think about it. It's like you have your calories for the day and for the week, you want to stay within that, right? Right. Um, so yeah, if you, you could easily just undo all your whole week's effort in two nights. Right. Yeah. So we don't want to do that. No. <laughs> okay. <it's not. laughs> so making sure like calories count on the weekends, unfortunately, yes. or fortunately. <laughs> yeah, true. And that, that's also a good point you bring up too about the total, right? So you mentioned from the very start, this is about consistency. This is about the long game. So yeah, if you have, if you overdo it one day, guess what? It's the average over that week and over time. Um, I would love for you to speak to Okay. So you see women, you yourself competes, you're in those communities of women competing. What would you say that two secrets per se of a figure competitor that we can translate to our everyday life? Like, are there just some rules of thumbs that fitness competitors use in their nutrition and their training that could help me (laughs) and the the everyday moms listening help in their physique goals and, and feeling great in their body? Yeah. So um, one would be to not be afraid of weight training. I know people, again, another myth is people that they get bulky. I'm going to look like a man. You can go on my website. I lift as heavy as I possibly can. And I am lucky to gain three pounds of muscle a year. And that is, uh, I've, I keep lifting heavier and heavier. And I'm like, what do you got to do? I mean, other than taking steroids, women just aren't made to build muscle, a lot of muscle, but it's going to help you look leaner and muscle at rest burns calories, fat at rest does not. So you want to be as muscular and lean as you can. Another tip I'll share, um, you know, as co- figure competitors get closer and closer to stage, it gets harder and harder to lose weight. Um, those last few pounds are really hard to get off. And I know people will track and track and they're like, I'm not dropping weight. So two tips I would use is if you are tracking and you're being honest with yourself and you're truly eating what you're logging and the weight isn't coming off, try going with no processed foods. That means no protein bars, no protein powders, just, you know, egg whites, chicken, all those whole foods, lean foods that you brought, your body takes more effort to break down than anything processed and then measure with a food scale. Because as you know, our best guess might not be the best. And you know, as we get closer to competitions, we stop eating out. So when you eat out, you don't know what they're putting in your food or how much, how much oil, how much of this sauce or that butter. Um, so those are my recommendations. Like those tiny tweaks, you'd be surprised can make a big difference in helping kind of get through a plateau. I love that. That's really good. Kind of like whole 30-ish, you know, just going back to the yeah. basics. And when women go through, you know, our mastermind and some of our other programs, we have them do anti-inflammatory yeah. diet for 30 days as just like your reset. It's not a diet. It's just, let's get back to the basics of food, plain yes. and simple. And your yes. body will honor you and honor that. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, as we wrap up here, this is what I want to talk to you about. Get your thoughts on like hormones right? So a uh, male versus female bodybuilder, I'm sure is significant, significantly different from a hormonal perspective. Yeah. And when we're tracking macros, you know, I feel like a male would be okay to have the same macros day in, day out. But for mm-hmm. a female, our hormones are changing. So how do you navigate hormonal changes while staying within certain macros yes. week to week? Yeah. So that, that's a huge one. And in addition to that, in addition to the hormones, you know, the monthly menstrual cycle, which always just totally 
takes a big dump on what your scale is doing. You could be gradually getting down, getting down. All of a sudden, you're like a week out from your period and it, it jumps back up because, you know, water retention, hormones, all that good stuff, right? Um, we do need to be more cognizant of what we're eating as we get older and as the hormones start to shift. Um, women will be surprised. You need more healthy fat. Um, you might start to get carb sensitive. You might not be able to eat the carbs you used to eat when you were younger, right? When we were like in our 20s and could just like put away the pasta and not gain weight, that doesn't really happen as you get older. So you're going to see a slight shift to maybe a little bit lower carb, maybe a little bit higher healthy fat, but again, keeping that protein. Um, and then, you know, if, if, and I have a lot of vegans and vegetarians, so, you know, tofu, seitan, looking at those, um, grains like quinoa and the vegetables that tend to have more protein like broccoli and spinach. Um, but again, going to your point about kind of going back to the basics, the whole 30, the unprocessed foods, because there are, you know, they are putting a lot of stuff in our foods and the hormones again on top of that. And I, I see it in the, in the bodybuilding community as well, that the, as we get older, it gets harder and harder. So that's for us as well as every, you know, everybody else who's not competing. Right. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that tip. Well, as we wrap up, um, what would be your number one takeaway for the Well Woman tribe that's listening in order to take the next step in their health journey and in discovering the strong bodies that they have? Yes. So number one would be track, track your food. Even if you're not trying to lose weight, just for to get an understanding of what you're eating, how much or how little. Um, depending on what your baseline is, if you're not working out, you do not need to kill yourself with workouts. Try to get 10,000 steps a day. If you're already hitting that, you know, move up to more to 12 or 15. Um, diet trumps exercise every day of the week. So you cannot out train a bad diet. Diet is 90% of the equation. I realized that I used to train for marathons. And when I started, I used to eat whatever I wanted. I was like, fries, you know, what at pizza. When I started training for bodybuilding competitions, it was all diet. I mean, I, I work out, I don't lift, I don't lift weights, you know, 24 hours a day, but it is the diet. Absolutely. So that's where you're going to see your biggest results. And then if you haven't tried meditation, please, please, please try it. I just, I just read this whole study about how it really, it actually changes the gray matter in your brain and helps you not have that monkey mind of where your mind is spinning constantly. It really will over the long term help your, your mentally and your mindset. Yeah. And your physique. I've read some yes. studies too that literally there are studies that 30 minutes of mindfulness or meditation is generally more effective than consistent workouts. Yes. Right. Yes. And we, I, I saw that. Yeah. And that, that's in context of an overall healthy lifestyle. But mm -hmm. again, for the type A's like you and I, for those listening, that is almost appalling to hear that. We're like, what? That can't be. I need to go sweat my tail off. But it's true. And that's why we're talking about mindset, then macros, right? Yes. Yes. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Where can people see amazing pictures of your beautiful muscles and uh, um, le learn more, learn more from you? Yeah, come visit me at www.allisonjacksonfitness.com. And there's all kinds of free goodies there and resources. Um, I would love to, for anyone to pop on and ask questions and get in touch. Is that your Instagram handle as well? It is. It is. And then I also have a private Facebook group called Corporate Women Getting Fit. Uh, we run monthly challenges in there. It's anyone is welcome to join that as well. Love it. Well, you are a wealth of resources and beautiful inside out and out. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for having me.
Yeah. Bye-bye. There you have it. Was today's episode helpful for you? Remember, tracking macros, it's just another tool in your tool belt. At the end of the day, you need to choose what feels like freedom to you. Sometimes tracking my food intake feels like freedom to me, and other times it doesn't. So take control and charge of your own health and figure out if this will serve you in this season. Make sure to subscribe and review to the podcast. That's how more listeners find our community and hear these messages. Screenshot and tag me at Co. So Allison and I can see where you're tuning in from, maybe answer your questions so that you can join in on the conversation with us. Remember, if you want guided support with your nutrition, your health, and your mindset around your body in a faith-based environment, doors to my eight-week online course, Food Freedom 60, open soon. It's 60 days to renew your mind and reshape your body. You can get more information, be the first to know when doors open and get special offers by getting on the waitlist at bit.ly backslash FF60 waitlist. That link will also be in the show notes. All right, sister, we'll see you next time.